morning. Good morning. I want to share from today's DT, Genesis chapter 3, reading from verse 1 through 4. I was studying Satan's approach in getting men to disobey God. What's curious about Satan's approach is how he gets men to sin. He doesn't get men to outright rebel as one might imagine him trying to do. He doesn't tell Adam and Eve straight up that God doesn't care about them, so forget about him. No, Satan's approach to getting men to sin is a way more subtle because there's no way Adam and Eve would fall for that. Satan's a bit more devious. In getting men to fall, he actually brings in God's word. I think what Satan does in asking this question is bring doubt uh, into the picture. And what an effective method to get someone to distrust someone else. Satan is attempting to get Eve to question not only God's word at this point, but his very character. Look at this God, he's holding something good back. Satan is the master deceiver according to the Bible, and what he's really good at is fomenting dissent. That's how Satan works. He gets us to lose perspective on the reality. Because what is the reality here? God is good. He gave man the whole Garden of Eden. He gave man good work. He loves man and will walk with him in the garden. We need to be reminded of how Satan works so we can identify when next time Satan is working on us. And then verse 9, it says, God asked them, where are you? It's not as if God doesn't know their geographic location. God isn't asking so he can know where they physically are. He's asking the question so that Adam and Eve can know where they relationally are, where they stand spiritually before God, so that they can confess what's happened, so they can be honest before God. They're hiding from God because of the guilt, because they know they've done something against his will. It's when we've done something terrible, cross a boundary, we swore with honor, when we really hurt another or hurt ourselves that we want to avoid God. But God doesn't want that. He's still trying to connect with Adam and Eve. But to do that, God, in whom there's no deception at all, he needs to relate in truth. There's some truth that Adam and Eve need to own up to. How would you answer if God were to ask you today, where are you? So I ask this question, what are all that gets introduced to humanity as a result of this one act of disobedience? There is hiding and shame, uh, opening of eyes in the wrong way. Uh, There's curse, there's enmity, there is bruising of head, pain in childbearing, desire contrary to husband. So there is a strife in marriage relationship. Woman is ruled by her husband, ground is cursed. There's thorns and thistles and there is sweaty labor that's introduced and um, they are to return to dust and they are also kicked out of the Garden of Eden. All this is pretty bad. Their life is turned upside down as a result of this one act of disobedience. Unknowingly to them, they set off a whole chain of things that would continue to reverberate through the generations due to this one act. So I was thinking about what is God like and uh, how He is God. He does not just end everything right there and say, forget it. But it does, he goes on and continues to deal with the mess of our sins. It is like a parent who knowing the pain of childbirth, of raising children, will still go through many soil diapers, many projectile vomiting, many years of sleepless nights, many years of food flinging everywhere, all because of love. God does not just give up or say this is too hard or too much. 
but he is willing to deal with the mess of our sins. In Romans 5, 12 to 21, that whole chunk, it talks about how death was in Adam, but there is life in Christ. In verse 18 through 19, it says, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation of all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Through one man's trespass, we were all condemned. However, through the tenacious love of God that says this is not too much, and to this degree, to the point of sending his own son to the cross, he's willing to provide a way for us to come back to him and to reverse the course of condemnation. Only God and his love can accomplish this. Okay, that's all we have today. We hope you have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye.